Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to 315 Hockey Live, brought to you by 315hockey.com and powered by My Little Falls. We have got another fantastic show lined up for you tonight, and before I bring our guest in, um, you will notice there is no Mike tonight. Mike is uh, one of our normal co-hosts, but he's got a meeting. He couldn't make it, so... um, it's going to be me and Dave the Save, my producer over here. Uh, I'm over here somewhere, yeah. 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 <laughs> As we were discussing earlier, the Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom of the Opera, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll occasionally hear his voice come in without him being on the camera, and that's, yeah. uh, you know, again, like I said, the studio's not haunted. Don't worry it, about it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, that, that remains to be seen. But yeah, anyways, yeah. <laughs> our guest tonight, uh, you know, Syracuse University has got a a great hockey program up there. It's it's a, the women's hockey program is a D1 program. They play in the College Hockey uh, America Conference. And again, they, we, they've uh, been so kind for us as to provide us with a guest tonight. She is a junior forward. She is number 18. And she is the alternate captain of the Syracuse University women's hockey team. She is Tatum White. Tatum, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. We, we appreciate you taking the time out. It's, uh, I'm sure you have a very busy schedule. Uh, it's pretty busy, but I'd love to be out here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Tatum, you're from Kingston, Ontario, which um, I've said it before. That's one of my, my favorite Canadian cities because uh, I grew up here in upstate New York. And uh, we used to get CKWS, which is where I used to get all my hockey news from because I, uh, I grew up in the 80s. And that was long before the Internet. And uh, ESPN was kind of in its infancy. So if you wanted hockey news, CKWS was a place to go. And it's the home of the original Hockey Hall of Fame. You ever been there? I have, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I, I got to get there someday because it just it's, it looks like such a cool place. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, it's in the Invista Center now, which is where I grew up playing hockey. So um, I've, I've stopped in there a couple times, and it's just cool to see things around there. Nice, very nice. So when you were growing up, who were some of your, your early hockey influences and maybe some of your favorite players? Yeah, so um, when I was growing up, the main reason I started playing hockey was my dad. Um, He came from a hockey family, and my family, ourselves, is a big hockey family now, too. So um, he was definitely the main reason I got into hockey. Um, But growing up, some of the female role models I had were Jaina Hefford, um, because she is from Kingston as well, and just the amazing things she's done for women's hockey. Fantastic um, player. Her own personal career. Yeah, so um, I just have always looked up to her. Um, and Marie Philippe Poulain as well. Um, she is still playing, so she is one of my role models to this day, but growing up as well, seeing her through the Olympics. And um, I did a camp when I was younger, um, and she was there, so that's really when I started to follow along with her, her well, path. But, yeah, she's definitely one of my role models as well. Man, that had to have been awesome, being able just to, to meet one of your idols like that. It must have been, like, starstruck. Yeah, I was so young, too, so can barely shoot a hockey puck still, and I'm meeting one of the greats, so. <laughs> Yeah, it was really awesome. <laughs> that is great. That is great. So uh, as you came up through the ranks, you uh, you obviously you got out of high school, and uh, it was time to pick a university to go to, and you chose Syracuse. So why did you pick Syracuse, and were there any other schools in the mix? Yeah, so um, I did talk to a couple other Division One schools um, throughout the country, but um, ultimately I was still very young when I committed. Um, I was at the very beginning of grade 10, Um, so I really had no idea what I wanted to do with, uh, my academic career. Um, so one thing that really drew me to Syracuse was, uh, the amount of academics, like the majors they have to offer. Um, I believe there's close to 200. Um, so that just kind of guaranteed me whatever I wanted to do, whatever I decided my passion was, um, academically, they would have it for me. So that was really, 
a big factor. And then I just loved the campus as soon as I stepped on. Um, and then the coaches that brought me in back then, who are currently not here anymore, um, they were just very welcoming. So that also brought me here. But um, that was definitely not one of the deciding factors, as I did know coaching changes happen often. Um, so I think academics was a big part of it. Perfect, perfect. I mean, 200 majors. I didn't realize they had that many there. Yeah, there's quite a few. I'm not sure what the exact number is, but it is quite a few. So, so just, just having those options. Just for our listeners, uh, what's your major? I'm a medicinal chemistry major. Wow. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Just right. sounds like CBD oil to me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the phantom speaks. Yeah, there he is. Like I said, don't don't be afraid. The studio's not haunted. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we were just saying you're, you're a junior this year and you are an alternate captain. So how did you find out you were an alternate captain? Yeah. So, um, we actually didn't pick captains until, um, I believe the day of our first regular season game, um, that was against Colgate. Uh, so we just came in, we were doing a day trip that day. So heading off on the bus the morning of the game, um, we came in and then coach, uh, coach Britt came in with the jerseys and, Everyone kind of did a vote um, anonymously, um, staff, players included. So um, it was just a really a reflection of kind of what my teammates and staff think of me as a person, I believe. Um, and just having this position as a leader on this team, I'm very grateful and thankful. Um, and I'm, I'm glad my teammates see me in that light. Man, that, you know, that is fantastic that it was your teammates that picked it. Because, I mean, I know there are some, you know, different programs, different teams where, like, coaching staffs pick the captains and all that. But for that to come from your teammates has got it. What it does is it speaks volumes to your leadership. It, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, obviously, the coaches did have a say and just having the staff included in that. Um, our culture here is very inclusive with everyone and everyone needs to be on the same page. So um, it was really just everyone's votes all together. Um, and ultimately I believe it did come down to the coaches, but just having the support of my teammates, um, just really puts me in a great position to lead and to want to have the best for the team moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, I, um, I, I've watched your game so far and that goal you scored against Merrimack. I, I you know what? I thought I, I watched you shoot that puck and I'm like, she could shoot a puck through a refrigerator door. That was a hard <laughs> shot. Let me tell you. Thank you. I, I actually kind of felt bad for their goalie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you hear that go whistling by her head, but it's like one of mine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the Phantom. Here he is, right? <laughs> but you've also been a face-off machine this season. You've been very successful in the face-off dot. Is that something you've been working on, or is that more of a part of like the evolution of your game? Um, it's not something I've been specifically working on. Um, I've been a centerman pretty much my whole career. Um, heading into college is when I really started playing wing the most, but um, I've been a centerman since I was little, so just having taken that many face-offs over the years, um, I think my strength and size has to do with it as well. So I think just over the years I've developed um, kind of a sense of how to win a draw and the techniques behind it. So Sure, sure, absolutely. And, it, you know, and well, of course, you know, I mean, there's there's different nuances between being a winger and a center. Which one do you prefer? Honestly, I don't I really don't care. I'm indifferent, to be honest. Um, I do like center just because it's um, what I'm more used to. I have played center more in my life, sure. but I'm very open to playing wing. Yeah. Um, wherever coach sees fit is where I'll play for her. Yeah, that's perfect. That is perfect. 
Uh, let's see. We got a comment from Barry. He says, Ron Kreshner, a former New York Ranger. His daughter is a junior at Syracuse also. Hmm, I did not know that. Okay, very cool. Very cool. It's uh, Barry's one of our listeners. He's, he's a great dude. He really is. Um, so let me ask you something, Tatum. Do you have any personal goals that you want to accomplish this season? Um, personally, I think I just want, um, to put my best foot forward for the team. Um, whether that means personal success, um, where I rack up the points, personal success, where I make great defensive plays. Um, it really just depends what I need to be doing for the team. And ultimately the team's success will reflect what I want for my personal goals as well. Yeah, that's, and that's again, spoken like a true leader. That is fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I was telling a friend of mine that you were coming on the show today and he was telling me, he goes, man, he goes, I, I love the women's game. The, the, the women's hockey game is fantastic. He says, but uh, the one, one big difference between the women's game and the men's game is there's no body checking in the women's game. So he wanted me to ask you what your opinion on that was. Should there be more body, should they allow body checking in the women's game? Honestly, um, this year they did add in a rule where more body contact is allowed. Um, they're going to be a little bit more lenient with calling penalties on that. And it's definitely been noticeable. Um, noticeable. Refs have definitely laid back a little bit with calling those plays. And as a bigger player, honestly, that's beneficial for me. Sure. Um, but having played my whole life without body checking, I do think that incorporating it now would take away from the actual play of the game. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but just having people going out, like <clears throat> constantly looking to hit people and then having to, you know, redirect your attention to taking a hit and avoiding a hit. Right. Um, I think it will just like slow down and make the play a little bit more choppy, um, especially because we aren't used to it as female hockey players. So there is quite a bit of body contact, especially this year, um, which I am enjoying because it just makes the game more aggressive. Um, but full on like body checks and mid ice hits. I, I don't know if that's really necessary. Right. Because I mean, you know, hockey is by its very nature, somewhat of a contact sport anyways. So, I mean, you're going to have contact here and there. Like I told you, I play recreational hockey and we have the same rule, no body checking quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you, you know what? You bring up a fantastic point though, because one of the, the great thing about the women's game is it seems to have such a, a great flow to it. And that's a that's a really good point. If you got you know players out there that are looking to just throw a body a body check all the time, you're right. That could really kind of muck things up a little bit and slow it down. Yeah, I think um, it does have a good flow to it, and I think just not having the factor of having to avoid hits. Obviously, you need to play with your head up no matter what because it is still a physical sport. Um, but yeah, I think body checking might not really be necessary. <laughs> I, you know what? That, that, again, fantastic point. Let's see. Julie Kirk Blaise, I think that's how it pronounced. Uh, go Orange. You got some fans watching, Tatum. I love it. Go Orange. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. So, you know, I want to circle back to your your academic career here real quick because, you know, again, being a chemistry major, that's just astounding in itself. But, I mean, I was looking at your bio, and you have just um, – untold amounts of academic awards in your time at Syracuse. So let me ask you a question. How do you balance that, that high academic standard you have with all the work you put in on the ice as well? Yeah, honestly, um, going into my third year of doing it, I'm used to the busy schedule. Um, 
not having much much time off between hockey and school. So I'm used to it by now. Um, it's just kind of routine for me, but it really does take a lot of determination. And I think um, having been a student athlete my whole life, that's just something you learn over the years and develop um, as part of who you are. So I've just always, that's all I've known is to work hard and put in the time and effort to everything I'm doing. So um, just wanting to pursue my goals and academically and on the ice, it, it's what it takes. There's yeah. no other option. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I, I'm I'm just curious how how that works though. Because like, say you have a game, like you got a game upcoming this Thursday. So, mm-hmm. do you have to like rearrange classwork, or is that something you know, like have to do like a like a tutor work kind of thing, or is, how does that work? So for me, a lot of my classes, um, I'm lucky that the slides are posted online. Um, so obviously, I'm not there to see what the professor has to say in class, um, which would be beneficial to know, but. Sure. Um, a lot of the basis of the content is posted online, so I can just go review that after. Um, and that does obviously take up more of my time, but um, just staying on top of things. And if it's posted ahead, I'll get it done before the game, uh, or sorry, before game day, uh, just to stay on top of everything. But it does take lots of review and circling back to classes that I've missed for sure. Wow. I mean, that's that's just got to be such a full day every day. <laughs> really, no breaks whatsoever. Uh, Barry also wants to know, any relation to Laura White, who became one of the first female referees in the AHL last, season, uh, last year? I don't believe so. Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> that's Hey, listen, that's okay. You're a trailblazer in your own. That's, uh, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so let me ask you another question. Uh, some of the, what are some of the other, like, uh, toughest rinks that you play in on the road? Um, well, I think specifically this year, just because it's in fresh in my mind, kind of, um, going to Colgate, they do have a very loud goal horn um, <laughs> for when they score and when they go on the ice between periods and stuff. It's just um, very loud. And even against Merrimack, when we played there, uh, their marching band was just, like, super loud in the stands so having that them heckling us the whole time is just <laughs> yeah it's just something you have to play through on the road no matter where you are um it's a given so i'll tell you that's yeah, one of the one of the things i love about college hockey though they got a, a marching band at the arena it's fantastic yeah. it, it really is <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> and i tell you you know in watching that merrimack game they they had a little bit of a different setup in their ring because they had that huge screen tv at the one end there and I, I have to ask you, is that distracting at all, or is it just kind of something you just tune out? Because, I mean, obviously you're probably so in tune to the game that you don't notice it. But for me, I was like, watch, it's one of the first things that popped into my head. I'm like, wow. I'm like, you know, of course, again, I'm not a very good hockey player, so I would probably, you know, take my eye off the puck, watching the screen, you know, getting my head taken off eventually. But that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you just tune it right out. Honestly, it's no different than having the big screen in the middle hanging down, so. Um, I mean, it's nice to have it there to watch replays and stuff like that right while you're in the middle of the game and not have to wait for kind of video after, um, after the game. That's true. If you see a play that happens and they have it on review, you just look up, see it and move on from it. So, um, yeah, it's not distracting at all though. You just tune it out. (laughs) That is, that's pretty cool though, actually. Now, you know what? That's a very good point. I mean, you get to watch everything as it happens. I, I like that. So you upcoming, you've got uh, this this week, you're playing a home-and-home with St. Lawrence. And then the following weekend, you're playing a home-and-home with Clarkson. And then the week after that, you're probably going to see both of those teams at the Adirondack Icebreaker Tournament in Lake Placid. So have you ever played in Lake Placid? I have, yes. Um, 
So I was very fortunate in the summer of 2019 um, to be selected to the Hockey Canada under 18 national team. Um, so I played a three game series against the USA um, in Lake Placid that summer. So that was a really cool experience to be in that rink. So that's, that's my experience from Lake Placid. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I visited there about uh, 20, 25 years ago. And boy, it's just like the, well, the ghosts we keep talking about, but the ghosts in that arena are just unbelievable. It, it really is. Uh, is that the only international play you've had or have you had more? It is, yes. Um, so that was the only time I had been selected for a team. Um, I did have lots of experience at the national level, or sorry, the uh, provincial level. Um, I played for Team Ontario um, for a few different tournaments and camps and stuff like that. So I did have a lot more of that experience, but that was the only time I had been involved with Hockey Canada. Well, I'm sure uh, you keep up the way you're going. I'm sure you're going to have more involved there, that's for sure. Uh, so anybody you want to have a shout-out to? While you're on the air. Um, honestly, while we're on the topic of our team and stuff like that, I just want to shout out um, Coach Britt. She um, has had a lot of struggles come her way this season, um, just lots of things thrown at her, and she has done a great job at just stepping in and um, really taking the reins to bring our team and create a culture that everyone wants to be there and wants to be involved. And she, you can just tell every time she shows up to the rank, every time she sends you a text, um, every game, every practice, she's just so passionate about what she's doing and she really wants the best for us. So just shout out to her for coming in and just stepping in and filling that role so well right away. Uh, that's that's because uh, you're right. I mean, she she had a ton of pressure on her coming in, too. That's uh, that that's good for her. Excellent. Well, listen, Tatum, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time because I know you've got an extremely busy schedule. And like I said, we just we appreciate you coming on to talk to us like this. This is fantastic. Um, but again, Best of luck for the rest of the season. I'm sure you guys are going to do great. You you always do. And uh, thank you for, for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That's Tatum White. We we really enjoyed that conversation because I tell you, she, that was fun, Dave. That, that really yeah. was. Yeah. I like the women's hockey. It, yeah, it is. Like yeah. I said, there is such a flow to it. it, it, it you, if you watch it, it's just, it's back and forth. It's fast and it's fantastic. And I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance to go to a women's hockey game, go. And if you've got ESPN Plus, they, they cover a lot of the NCAA games. Like, you'll see a lot of Syracuse games on there. And so, like I said, check it out because it is awesome. All I, right. I like the fact that uh, what she talked about uh, when it came to the play and checking and how that might change the flow of the game and, and kind of slow it down. That was interesting. You're absolutely right because, you know, I didn't even think about that because, I mean, obviously we've been watching hockey for so long with body checking be a part of it. But then, again, you know, the, the best part, or not the best part, but one of the best parts about the women's game is, is that it's just so back and forth and there's so much flow to it. So, yeah, that is a great point that she made. It, yeah. it really was. Yeah. It really was. I like it. Yeah. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break? And when we come back, we're going to take a look at the schedule ahead, and we're going to have our drawing for our Martin Brodeur bobblehead. So awesome. come on back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area 
Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyFunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. All right, and we are back with segment two of 315 Hockey Live. We got some comedy relief coming up on the screen there for you. Nice seeing someone with hair on the show. Nothing against both of you. Thank you, Barry, for noticing. I have hair. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> well, you, you're, yeah, you do. It's, it's do thinning, but it's, it's oh, there. Don't give me that thinning stuff. Jeez. It's there. And yours is thinned out quite a bit. Yeah, but you know what, though? I've covered mine up with a nice hat from 315 Hockey. You I like can get one hat. just like this at 315hockey.com. Cheap, shameless plug there. Um, you know, so if it's you. It's a good looking hat. It I is. Like it. I, yeah. You know what? It's just, it's, it's, it's basic, but it's bold. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Take one of those in exchange for the bobblehead. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. So, Dave, why don't we take a look ahead at the, the weekend that's going to be in uh, local hockey. So, coming up Thursday, those Syracuse women are taking on the St. Lawrence Saints at home. And then Friday, the AHL preseason opens up. You got the Syracuse Crunch coming to visit the Utica Comets. Both of those teams in the 315 area code are colliding for the first time this season. It's a preseason game, and I think there's tickets still available. So if you want to hop in on that, go to UticaComets.com. Also on Friday, the Colgate men's hockey team, who we just had on last week, they have their regular season home opener against the Northern Michigan Wildcats, and the Colgate women are on the road. This is going to be a big series right here. Uh, Colgate is ranked number 6th. Penn State is ranked number 11th. They are meeting at Penn State at the Pagula Ice Arena. And then moving right along, what do we got next here? Saturday, October 8th, the AHL preseason continues. The Syracuse Crunch have their home preseason game. They're playing the Rochester Americans. The Colgate men are at home once again for the Northern Michigan Wildcats. That's at 4 o'clock. Actually, I think I'm going to go to that game, Dave. Oh, okay. I think so. It's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And then, let's see, the the Colgate women are back at Penn State for Game 2 of that series. And then the Syracuse women go to St. Lawrence, that home-and-home home series we were talking about with Tatum. And then on Sunday, October 9th, the Comets play their last preseason game of the year, well, before the regular season starts, that is. They will be at Rochester. The Rochester Americans going out to that Blue Cross Arena. That's going to be an interesting game because uh, I, th- I think there's still a little bad blood from the playoffs last year. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a so, little. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the uh, the the Riggies versus Garbage Plate War starts oh, back up. Oh, here we go. 
Get yeah. the billboards going. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the crunch did pull one out. Did you see it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I did. I saw I was it. Like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, it's now expanded to, to billboards. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's just gonna make, it's just going to be an awesome hockey season. <laughs> I know. Can't wait. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to sell insulting commercial space for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, in conclusion, we are finally going to give away... Old Marty here, the Martin Broder bobblehead. He's fresh in the box. He's never been opened, as you can see. Uh, we've been running this contest for a few weeks now. Uh, I want him. <laughs> well, did you subscribe to the the YouTube channel, and did you like the Facebook post like you were supposed to? No. Well, then guess what? No Marty Broder bobblehead for you. Damn. <laughs> oh, so anyways. Drum roll. Yeah, get that drum roll out. There you go. Just like a little silver bowl here. As you can hear, I'm moving around names. I'm moving around names. It's right. I'm reaching Come on, let me in. Reach in no. <laughs> Why, you want to draw it? No. Okay. I, I can't reach that far. <laughs> That's why I said we're here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, the winner of the Martin Brodor bobblehead is Kevin Gould. So we will be contacting him. If it's the Kevin Gould that I'm thinking of, I know he's a he's a Montreal Canadiens fan. So, but it's kind of appropriate because Marty Brodeur is actually from Montreal. So, mm. all right. Well, that's all we got. For give this you week. give you ten bucks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and the price uh, war is on. Here we go. The price war is on. All right, people, start your bids. Here we go. Exactly. Oh, boy. Well, listen, they, once again, we want to thank Tatum White and Syracuse University. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, she gave such a great perspective of the team and the game. Uh, congratulations once again to Kevin Gould for being the winner of the Martin Brodeur bobblehead. I'm just going to one more time. Uh, next week, we are going to have our big season preview show for both the Syracuse Crunch and the Utica Comets. So you're going to want to tune in for that. It's going to be a great show. So... For Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on 315 Hockey Live.